0: Welcome to the Dork Forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. And smile. So let's explore the Dork Forest and dork out, out for a while. while. Hello and welcome to the Dork Forest, you guys. It's me, Jackie Kation. Let's do the, let's do the, do the numbers, which is... <laughs> from marketplace. Let's do the numbers. JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. You can go to Bandcamp, get premium episodes if you love a premium episode. TDF.Bandcamp.com. And those are live episodes. And I think they all cost about two bucks each. And then I have a storytelling album over there as well. You can, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio. And Vilmos fixes the website, JackieCation.com, and Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you heard, sings with his wife, Sarah Cohen, and Mike's going to sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. You can support the show with the donation button on JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com. You can... Uh Send me some money if you got some and you like the show. I appreciate that a great deal. You can order stuff on JackieCation.com. All of my CDs are there and my DVD, if you like a hard copy. You can also order from Amazon or iTunes or just listen to them on uh, Spotify or Pandora. You can get a digital download of my DVD at ComedyFilmNerds.com. You can get T-shirts. You can get a Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirt or... The Dork Forest t-shirt in green, or the Spooky Reading Girl t-shirt, which is a stand-up t-shirt that I sell. They're all union made, and they're all, uh, they run a little big, but they're real good quality, and they're made by adults. Real good quality. There's Wisconsin coming through. And, uh, and you can use the Amazon banner to support the show if you want. If you order from Amazon, and almost everybody does, you just use the banner on JackieCation.com. It's white. And it just takes you back to Amazon, and you order like normal. And it doesn't cost you extra, but the dork force gets a little bit of a kickback. Anyway, good times. If you want to come see my stand-up comedy, do it. This week, this should drop. Uh, this should be available May seventeenth, 2016. And I will be opening for Maria Bamford in Nashville and Charlotte. Those are both cities. And uh, you might live near two of them. So go to Jackie Cation and check out the whole schedule if you want to see if I'm coming to your town sometime soon. Anyway, let's get into the show and dork out. Thanks. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to my living room, The Dork Forest with Moon Zappa. Hello and welcome. Hello. Here we are three finally, years later. Finally. I know. I had your little sister on, mm-hmm. and she was talking knitting. My <laughs> my favorite thing about that episode was when I said, so when you drop a stitch, which is what I guess it's called, do you undo and then redo? And she was like, no, no, that, that mistake meant to be there, meant to be there. Mm-hmm. And then she laughed and laughed, mm-hmm. and she was like... I'm also unwilling to undo it and redo it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, own it. Own it, sister. Do whatever you need to do. Um, mm-hmm. And so, what about you? What do you, uh, what do you love?
1: Well, um, I'm so worried that I, I'm, I don't qualify for dorkdom because I. I <laughs> you aren't alone. I love something and then I, I move on. I have um, a lot of things that I love. Like, I'll go through a phase of, say, bedding or, say, flatware. And I'll be in search of the perfect. But those are b- both
0: home kind of. Uh, yes, I, I
1: love home related items. You love fiddle and diddle around the house. I love nesting.
0: The, uh, <laughs> I don't think we've ever had Todd Glass was going to come on and t- talk to me about his love of flatware, but he never did because he likes a dinner party.
1: Mm, do you mm-hmm. ever? Do you have? Do you have nice bedding? Uh, I do have nice bedding. I. Um, what makes nice bedding? The pattern. Oh you like the the color and pattern of it? well, I'm really in a uh a um a phase it's like a coral phase is that pink it is it's peach it's in the red family the reddish okay. orangish, pinkish family okay but it's a very specific sure, a vibratory spl- rate there's i go for for the wattage of the color situation oh, fair <laughs>
0: enough do you, do you like bright or do you like uh, a low wattage or a high
1: wattage? I'm going to go with a, a, a mat coral in this, in this uh, case. I love that. But here's the thing. I can't sleep in, say, the color red, but I could sleep in the bedding that is in the red family. It doesn't make sense. I know.
0: Like this wall behind me. You mm-hmm. don't want any part of it while you're trying to sleep?
1: Uh,
0: I might have trouble sleeping in this room. Okay, but well, we don't sleep in this room, so luckily <laughs> and then ten years ago we bought these curtains. Have we cleaned them no, mm-hmm. very sad mm-hmm. um so i've wiped I've wiped down the windows I like, uh, I like a nice
1: coral gray yellow combination, but it's a certain kind of like a marigold a marigold gold yeah okay that that color combination yeah, is, yeah. is working with a, with a gray with a grounding gray base
0: and do you do a f- is there is there anyone left who's still not doing a fitted sheet? You're doing a fitted sheet, right? I, just,
1: I don't do the top sheet. Oh,
0: you, you've never done a top sheet.
1: I just am a sheet not a fan of the top blanket. sheet. Duvet. Oh, duvet. Duvet. Interesting. It's weighted duvet. A heavy. I like a lot of layers of weight.
0: That is nesting. Yes. That is serious. You're, you're underneath something heavy. Yes. It's almost like someone's lying on top of you, going. Yeah. No, this is great. We're cuddling. And you're cuddling with your bedding.
1: That is exactly right. You know the story about the uh when uh, baby monkeys, they did a study of the, to ruin monkeys' lives. They <laughs> they took the monkeys away from their parents and then they they, oh, they that is heartbreaking. And they um they said uh, they put them in they give them the option of a uh, a wire monkey with food or a terry cloth monkey. Yeah. with no food. And invariably all the baby monkeys wanted the terry cloth monkey. They right. would rather starve to death. Than hang out with a wire monkey? They would rather have something that felt like cuddling yeah, more than anything else. That
0: might be the saddest story I've ever fucking heard in my <laughs> life. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. And now I know. Uh, and let's never do it again. Let's call that a definitive study. And now let's leave the monkeys alone. <laughs> Anyone? The, the, the point is,
1: is seeking comfort. Yes. That is a passion
0: my sister-in-law my uh, my sister's partner wife lady um is uh is a darl has now gotten into the heavy duvet cuz she loves a pile of sitting on top of her while she's sleeping mm-hmm. she's being held down to sleep is that what's happening
1: yeah remember there was um that uh that woman uh there was a what is her name Temple Graydon? is that her name okay uh, Temple she, Graydon. she uh has a, i think she's got a, some form of autism, and she invented this machine that uh, allows um, cows to be able to be uh, removed from areas uh, without traumatizing them. Oh, wow. Because she's got a kind of sensitivity that's like, hey, that doesn't sound like that would be relaxing. Yeah. But one of the things that she built was this sort of machine that hugs you. It's like it presses you. Oh, right. It contains you. Oh, because
0: it feels good.
1: Yes. It does
0: feel good. I will give them that.
1: I'm a, I'm a fan of containment.
0: Right. The womb and crawling back into it. Here's my thing about the duvet cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to stuff whatever's inside the duvet. It's like a quilt or a, a, a down Feathers, comforter yep. something. And then you got to button it mm-hmm. or zip it, mm-hmm. and it gets lumpy. You got to make sure it's even, right? Well,
1: a lot of the... The the better what, quality yeah, what duvet covers have a, a little like a ribbons and uh-huh. and you tie the corners yeah and secure those corners and then the other corners are loose are, they they fill in the the, the bottom corners so that there, there's there's always it's always expansion. it's always uh-huh. it doesn't it can't bundle it can't lump
0: that's important to me mm-hmm. I don't want a lumpy I don't want a lumpy I see because I like nice sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a child, they, we never had a, a top sheet. But so, you do know, uh, Did you have a top sheet when you were a kid? Uh, probably, when you were being raised, sort of, by Frank Zappa, <laughs> shall we tell people?
1: Uh, Frank Zappa, the, the household was a top sheet household. It was but, a top
0: sheet. But when but, <laughs> you heard it here first, but um,
1: <laughs> but when uh, late in the later composing years, when he was working with orchestras, okay, uh, and uh, and I prayed that Sting would walk into the, the house and. So you could look at him? I could be with a, a man who played the stand-up bass. I, <laughs> I, I met a German man and he taught me the, the beauty and wonder of no top sheet.
0: What is the beauty and wonder of no top sheet?
1: Well, I like I like weight and I like containment, but I don't like to feel trapped. So it's a <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my feet snuggled in there. That's a oh. terrible sensation.
0: Okay, so you like it open. Yeah. You want it open so you don't even tuck in the blankets. Because oh, it's hell just a duper. no. Okay, so it's a sheet <laughs> because you're not an animal and then a heavy duvet over it and then you snuggle. Yes. All
1: right. Exactly. I... And then the thing you would wash would be the duvet cover.
0: So you got to take the damn thing off
1: at some point. But I also love many layers of other blankets in between.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Like we I, I got a nice uh, J.C. Penney quilt I got from my sister-in-law married to my brother Phil. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gave me a real nice uh cotton quilt that she got from the J.C. Penney mm-hmm. and uh it's actually it. It makes it's good for summer because it's not too heavy.
1: Um, right. So in that yeah. case, I would leave the duvet at the end of the bed in and case. Then just and then use fold you, it over, fold uh, it up and over, up and over. Yeah, it's, and it's just a glamorous way of having the bed be made too. Just a big poofy.
0: Right, and if it's flat, it's fine. Uh, I don't know why uh, my my stepmother was very much
1: in favor of making the bed each day. And I so am. Was, I am. That's same. Same. Kitchen has to be clean. Sink has to be clean, and bed has to be made.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, shoot, my, were you raised by the Austrian army as well?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there was a military element in my family. My there, okay. there was there were military people <laughs> in the in my, on my mom's side of the family. So
0: who would show up sometimes and go, "Where's it? give me a quarter?"
1: They didn't show up, but it was definitely in the DNA strand for <laughs> sure. And I got I got that. And I also love efficiency too. I, I'm a big fan of efficient thinking, efficient doing. Mm-hmm. So um, an wh- example. Uh, loading the dishwasher. Don't help me load the dishwasher ah. if you can't load it the way I like it. Pretend you're visiting, say, India and uh <laughs> the rule is you don't show the bottoms of your feet. Learn the customs of my country <laughs> if you want to be helpful to me. You know,
0: you might enjoy what Nancy Cation, my stepmother, would say to us sometimes, which was, don't help unless you're asked. And when you're asked, do it right. <laughs> that was a little slogan she had. I uh-huh. like
1: I like it. She and I would get along. She
0: would very much so. Wash, wipe, and put away. Live to eat another day. That was another one for us. She had a couple of them. I, those are the only two I remember, sadly. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but, uh yeah. Um, because what happens is how you do one thing is how you do everything. So, for example, I've, dating life has been ruinous. Because if a guy can't load the dishwasher the way I like it, right. that means he is not washing his balls correctly. Oh, And he's not telling me the whole truth. And, 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 and. It it goes...
0: It's a domino effect. It it, 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 it can, it, it can becomes, start with something as, as small as the dishwasher. That
1: reveals his trustworthiness. And oh. it also tells me, at a certain point, I will probably need to take antibiotics. <laughs> so that helps me, not at all. Right. You don't want any part of that guy. No. Because that guy's going to give you a yeast infection. And yet, sadly. the ones that can load the dishwasher... A little too much girl, so (laughs) I don't really, I don't, I'm not clearing the balance.
0: Then this is a terrible barometer or (laughs) litmus litmus test. Exactly. How do you want the dishwasher loaded?
1: It's first of all, you'd have to see the dishwasher, but it's a visual thing. To me, it's obvious. Like I look at the the dishwasher, and I'm like, it's clearly demarcated what goes (laughs) where in what order. But other people just it's a free for all, and that is terrible to me. Well,
0: I like to put all of the plates. In in the in the longer ones, where plates would go, right? Mm-hmm. The bowls in the shorter ones, half whatever. Correct. Um, do you support flatware tines up or tines down?
1: It depends on how narrow the the the, the
0: boxes the, are. Yeah, because Cause,
1: cause sometimes like uh, sometimes you have to flip the tiny teaspoons over because they they fall through.
0: Oh right! For oh, for, oh right! Because the handles will fall through mm-hmm. if if the the parts on the bottom. Mm-hmm. But if the parts if it's big enough to have that, mm-hmm. then the water can get in there and fix it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not big enough, I like tines up just to make sure the damn thing's for sure, clean. Tines
1: up! I'm a tines or, up person. Or
0: tines down if it's big enough. There you go. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And top row, right? That's glasses mm-hmm. and uh, bowls. Yeah, uh, I, I, If if there are enough bowls exactly. or whatever. And the bigger items have to go on that bottom thing because there's more room, right? Correct.
1: Okay. All right. In the same way that you would not do a darker nail polish on your hands and then a lighter on your toes. It's just it's just common sense.
0: No, you go darker on your toes, right? Exactly. Thank Why you. Why do I know that instinctively? I don't wear any sort of nail polish. <laughs> it might be DNA. It might be DNA. Uh, <laughs> I like to get a buff when I go. Me too. Yeah. I prefer because the thing is, is I'm going to break them anyway. You're talking about your fingernails. My my fingernails are gonna yeah, I will sometimes get a red, a bright Mm -hmm. like a fire engine red.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Makes me feel girly. Makes me feel uh brings it up a notch. Ballerina
1: slipper pink does that for me. Oh
0: that's nice. Yes, if
1: I have if I have red toes, I feel I already feel no, I already feel Mm -hmm. like I emasculate most humans, whether they are (laughs) male or female. I just dismantle them by my presence and so I don't need any more of that energy. I need softer colors.
0: Oh, softer (laughs) colors to sort of soften everything around Mm -hmm, you? mm -hmm. I always feel like it almost brings me up to sort of a 40s brassy dame kind of thing if Mm. I do a bright red. Mm. It makes me feel like, well, you aren't an 11-year-old boy. You are actually a woman. (laughs) And uh, so that... I've never actually thought of it, thought it through, but that is, I think, what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. So, hmm,
1: interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, the the light pink makes me feel like I could pass in in uh, Orange County.
0: Oh, in oh, in gentler society? <laughs> oh, in conservative <laughs> in land. In conservative land. I,
1: could, I don't always have to seem like an artist. A bo- I don't <laughs> have to be your token <laughs> bohemian.
0: Right. You aren't tatted up.
1: I am not tatted up.
0: Do you have any tats?
1: No, but I do have a nose ring.
0: Oh, you get the nose ring? That's mm-hmm. new. That Oh, did you just get that? Yes. I love that commitment.
1: And the thing is is I'm 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 powering through a staph infection and I'm I'm asking myself why do I why am I fighting for it is really what I'm asking myself? Why do I feel I have to keep this thing? All oh, the nose that I've taken you, on.
0: Cuz you could get rid of it. Clear up your infection and do it again. you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I do see what you're saying. So welcome to How I Think. And right?
0: You're like, no, this is, we are going to get, we are going to heal around this. Um, I just got, uh, cause I'm going through my middle-aged lady time. Uh-huh. Nobody wants to talk about it, but mm-hmm. I'm writing material on it anyway. Uh, but the, uh, so I'm going through that. Mm-hmm. And I also have,
1: um, you're talking about menopause? Perry, I think. Okay. I it's, say me, no pause. Me keep going. You you keep going? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, uh, Problem, I, me find solution. <laughs> me mine. starting to smell like baby powder and a grandma, me find some way to not do that. <laughs> me, Grumpy Magoo, uh,
0: went to a series of uh, hippie professionals and Andy was like, is there a way you could go to a Western doctor? I would love a Western doctor to give you something. And I said, look, I have these things that look like they came from Monsanto. Does that make you feel better? And she's like, he said, yeah. Yeah, it does, as a matter of fact.
1: Um, <laughs> when you say a Western doctor, I just picture like John Wayne, like an actual, like a, somebody from <laughs> a Western. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're and they're giving you Big some, hat. Yeah. But what's that? Uh, the nopales, the, those cactuses, which are mm-hmm. good for you. Are they? Yeah. For, right. for your kidneys, apparently. Oh,
0: there you go. Yeah. I uh, I have an acupuncturist. A 55 year old grumpy, uh, Chinese lady, I recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're going to go with a stereotype, that's the one to go with because she's rocking it. Uh, I have a chiropractor, middle aged Jewish guy does not fulfilling anything there. Anyway, uh, and a, and a physical therapist, uh, youngish lesbian. Is that something? (laughs) Anyway, and then, but the physical therapist helped me the most with, uh, with, sort of my physical, like my... My gynecologist told me she didn't know what was going to happen, which I thought was gutsy stuff and uh and very admirable.
1: Meaning that everybody's journey is different. And, yeah, and it's, it's sno- a big surprise.
0: She said everyone's a snowflake, and I was like, "Well, that's hilarious. I that like is. to be a cog in a machine,
1: please, <laughs> and you to have a wrench." Yeah, and, I know. This is where we we all have to make our own way in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. It turns out guys can have boners well into their hundreds, mm-hmm. but uh, which, no. which isn't gross at all. <laughs> Right, because that that should, and definitely, guys, all guys want to. No, no, even my dad, who is an aging horn dog, is like, no, I'm tired. No, I don't want to. He's 79. He's like, I don't need to have a lot of. It's good. I can make an occasional dick joke, and that'll be fine for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I just got. So I go to this nutritionist, and it's a Los Angeles nutritionist. So mm-hmm. she's a scientist and a doctor, but she's also a Los Angeles nutritionist. So in the course of her talking to me, uh she said, I'm not psychic, but I am intuitive. Hmm. Well, no one asked, mm-hmm. but thank you for, and then she was talking about the wrapping up the middle, the, the fertility business. And she goes, you know, the weird thing about wrapping up your fertility is that you start flashing back to when you were first becoming a woman and your expectations of what that would be. And now that you're, Fifty, and you're like, well, what, what didn't I do? And so you start beating your. Some people start beating themselves up. She Mm -hmm, said, mm -hmm. and she intuitively thought that I was beating myself up. I was like, good guess, always a good guess that I'm probably beating myself up. Mm -hmm. And, and I realized that what I want, the woman I wanted to be when I was Mm twelve, Iman.
1: Oh, interesting. It's
0: never worked out. It turns out this was never
1: meant to be Iman. Did you stay on track with that, or did you like abandon the dream though? I
0: never. And I never even wanted it. I mean uh-huh. I was just I would look at Amon and go, Oh, one day I'll probably be a supermodel mm-hmm. and learn how to roller skate backwards mm-hmm. and do all the things that girls do. Until then, I'm gonna skateboard and go play video games. Interesting. And, but I never did. And so there's part of me that's like as I wrap up my little fertility dance, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I'll never be a mod. Well, you never really wanted to be a <laughs>
1: That is true.
0: Christy Brinkley was not meant to be. You were not going to ever be Christy Brinkley. It was Dr- going to be fun. Dreams
1: are harder to bury than people. I agree with you. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You have to do a different thing with them. What are you going to do? What do you uh, think? With the, with, the, with the death of a dream, mm. um, I think you have to make a new dream. Right. Just build something out of it. Like right now, my other passion besides nesting is uh, self-love. And uh, one of the ways I'm giving that to myself is by... Um, giving myself permission to never fulfill my destiny and, oh, there you go. and and not live up to my last name because that gives me the freedom. Amen. <laughs> that is awesome. Maybe pursue something. Right, because then you Napping can just live. is good enough. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know what Maria Bamford likes to say? What? 20%. Oh Don't my god. I had to give 20%. <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard. It's
1: so funny. She sometimes says, or five. Right,
0: or five. It really right. Doesn't make a difference. She, she changed her phone number and her, and her email address recently. And so everybody's like, hey, did Maria change? And I was like, and I said, hey Maria, somebody's trying to get a hold of you. Like 19 people. And finally Maria, she just said, feel free to drop the ball on this, Jackie. <laughs> I was like, "All right." She's like, "Don't even, don't even worry about it. Yeah. They'll, they'll find me. Yeah. They'll figure it out if it was meant to be." And she's not even saying it in any kind of happy way. Mm-hmm. She's literally, if it were, if it is meant to be, I,
1: they will contact my uh, manager. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> uh, that was the other thing I realized recently too is I have not created a space to receive in in any way, shape, or form. I don't have a website or a thing or an agent or a th- I just I've literally dropped off. <laughs> The map.
0: Which is awesome. I mean, though people can go to at Moon Zappa on Twitter. They could. They could if Mm -hmm. they wanted to. Mm -hmm. That's true. And you may or may not respond. And and
1: here's the thing. Resourcefulness is, is hot. So if you can figure out a way to find me, amazing. Otherwise, suck it. That really does sum it
0: up. That's what Malcolm X said. That's what he always said. That's what he lived. Even Henny Youngman. Uh it was both
1: of their mantras.
0: And uh but I love the idea that you're like, Well, I don't have to live up to the last name and I don't have to fulfill my destiny. No. Because you know what? If it's your destiny, turns out it will find you.
1: That is correct.
0: So maybe your destiny is to nap. It it might be. Oh my
1: god, I love a nap. Oh, me too.
0: Talk about some nesting. Oh, yeah. I will kick back mm-hmm. 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm, I usually, that's my fall over time. Mm-hmm. And then I wake <laughs> up around 6 and then I start my evening. And then I like to be wrapped up around 11, 30,
1: 12. Totally. And, and, the, and the truth of the matter is, I mean, it's it's fun to wake up in the middle of the night. It feels cosmopolitan, European-ish.
0: <laughs> so, right, 5 a.m.? Yeah, or, like,
1: or even 3. 3? Three? 3 to 5. Mm-hmm. Just, three to, just, just what are people doing? Get get some reading done <laughs> get, when, it's, <laughs> when it's quiet. Right, that is it's a good quiet time. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do a lot of reading? Let's talk about... Oh, I uh, love reading. Do you do some reading? Oh, I love me some reading. Yeah.
0: Fiction, nonfiction, literature, crap?
1: Right now I'm reading an amazing book on trauma. I can't remember the author's name. For, He's Norwegian. against... Trauma? Oh, yeah. against. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. No, this is, this is, uh, I thought it was
0: more another monkey thing. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. No, he, he's,
1: um, there's something, I think it's called inescapable shock. Just, it's giving me understanding of, uh, the chronic long-term horror of my entire existence. And so when I'm like, gosh, I'm really suffering from some writer's block, I can be like, nope, nope, that's just trauma. It's taking the language <sighs> part of my brain offline. Yeah. And, oh my god. And So I feel a little empathy for myself. I can. Go, oh, good. Oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe today we just maybe we just get one bill paid and we send our child off to school and then we rest. And then we rest. And we reset and we start
0: again. Start again. The thing is like I yeah, there's there's so much all of life is trauma.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so to some, process so actually it, some
1: some people I don't think feel have trauma. It? No. Donald Trump I don't think he has it.
0: <laughs> you mean I don't think he has any empathy. He's, but, uh, he's a
1: perpetrator. He's not a. Oh, is he? Oh, no! That, I'm just saying, like he's. Yeah. Not, the, yes, he, I don't think he has empathy. But, I, right. but some people, the, the stop at nothing people, I, I don't know that they. That's probably not a useful Darwinian thing to c- carry along. I mean, I like to think that you could have it all and do it with empathy. Yeah, I, I think it looks like the Canadian president has that. Sort yeah, he of seems
0: like a pretty good egg. Yeah, does not he? Yeah. yeah.
1: But, uh, the, but the I don't, I don't understand why we aren't role modeling everything after that guy. I'm I'm baffled. This why you don't go shouldn't we just follow the guy who seems to be doing right? Everyone's smiling around what he's doing. I'm right. why wouldn't he, he, he do also that? Do,
0: did you see that thing where he could do he could do a push-up on his hands? He could do like a hand push-up like while he's standing on his head or something like that. Mm-hmm. crazy bill.
1: Yeah. But I like that.
0: But there's a there's a certain amount of like the the legacy part of it where yeah. you're the second generation or the third generation my sister's boss is a guy named John Taft, mm-hmm. and his grandfather was uh, William Taft. Mm-hmm. William Taft? Whatever. Yeah. President mm-hmm. president Taft. Mm-hmm. Supreme Court Justice Taft. Mm-hmm. And John Taft, and I've told this story before on the pod, but it's that one of the things that Darla really liked about him was that he told this story one time, and he said, you know, he's... He's the head of RBC, Dane Rauscher, which is the Royal Bank of Canada, it's, and it's their financial department. He said, how do you think a guy like me became the head of the fourth largest banking institution in the country when my degree from Yale is for Italian journalism? And then he said, did I, re- did I ever tell you that my grandfather was the president of the United States? And Darla was like, that's a guy who knows where he that he was born on third base, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and he knows that he has to give back. And he and he's a good guy. And Darla is also like he's also a Republican and I will never vote for him. But uh, because he he genuinely believes in some trickle down stuff that doesn't make sense. But he's a huge philanthropist and a socially very liberal. But he they just have some different whatever.
1: I I'm going through something that's like a cousin of that idea, which is uh, I just had lunch with um, Pamela DeBar who wrote a book called I'm with a band and she's famous for being a groupie among many other things. And she's an author and she teaches writing courses and, and, um, and, uh, so, uh, she, uh, she, we sat down for lunch and she goes, don't worry, I didn't sleep with your father. And I was like, phew, now we can have a (laughs) civilized conversation. And then um, she's, "I guess uh, I suppose you're just eating lunch, going, "Why are we here? Are you going to a huge reveal well here 's the thing i 've had many huge reveals lately and And so, let me start by saying, growing up with my father i really I saw this guy who who was to me a total dork. He was shy he mm. didn 't think he was attractive. he was a workaholic he couldn 't have serious conversations um, or embarrassing conversations without deflecting with humor." He um, he couldn't cook. He didn't remember to cook for anybody else. And when he would cook, it would be like jab a uh, hot dog with a fork and cook it over a gas burner. And then or... hand it to you with the fork? He'd only eat it for himself. And then he'd make a can of chili, Hormel chili for one. Like he was just – so I felt wow. sorry for this man. And yeah, so yeah. that's who I projected went out into the world for nine months out of the year when he was touring. I did not know that he pretended he didn't have a family and even though other people were uh. like, oh, that's what rock stars do. I was like, no, not mine. My my dad Wait. went to Congress to like fight for the yeah. music biz. And yeah. my my father was gonna be part of the Czechoslovakia's new regime. Was he? <laughs> and my my point was he he died to to earth. He was gonna okay. be- he was running for president when he passed. But, oh okay. Uh but um so having lunch with um and my parents stayed married the whole time, which is a romantic story, if you think about it. And then sure. I'm having lunch with Pamela and she says Uh, I was propositioned three times by him. I said no all three times. I'm like, that's a great story because I feel like no one said no to my dad. (laughs) Right. Someone should have. And then she, and then she said that he, um, they, my mother and my father took her to lunch and my mother was trying to find a replacement for herself in a threesome uh, situation. I guess there was because uh, my dad had moved a groupie into the basement, an Australian groupie, and and uh-huh. they were having a party downstairs, and sometimes they'd all come up for for. It's them. like working you know, in a
0: restaurant. Someone he, to cover your shift. Ex- if your exactly. mom needed someone.
1: And so now I'm thinking. And so she she passed. She said no. uh And her her escape clause was um, unless I get Gail first, and that just blew the deal. They were not having any of that because <laughs> Gail wasn't. You know, she was again trying to find a replacement. More isn't going right, to help. Right, so. right, fourth. So then I'm hearing for the first time that my mother to save a marriage was like with a titty and a in a in a, oh. a bush and I'm just like, wait, what? So do you know what I'm saying? My point is, um That's I don't really, that is traumatic. It is traumatic. My, my I'm not even sure what my point is, other than to find out new things about your family.
0: New reveals you know that I I actually have an un I have a recorded but non released episode of the Dork Forest that I do with my dad. Right when I got out, when he got out of the hospital about a year and a half ago. Mm. And I was like, I, I need to do this. His dorkdom is sales. <laughs> Let's sit down. Let's talk about sales. So when I'm in, when I'm doing the dork forest, whatever your dorkdom is, I want to know more about it. And this is a safe space and I'm trying to be supportive. So my dad is talking to me about sales and, and as we're going, I realize, oh, everything is a sale. Everything. Every woman. Every interaction, every ice cream cone, every fucking thing is a sale. So he's telling me about my stepmother, hitting on my stepmother and how they met and the, how the pitch, you know, how the pitch went and how the sale went. And, uh, you know, she was sitting with the, his cousin Humpar because uh, these are Armenians, old-timey Armenians with old-timey Armenian names. And uh, so he, she's sitting with Humpar and my dad moves in on her and he's t- he starts telling me the date. And I said, Dad, I actually, I don't actually approve of this. Uh, I don't like the math on that, Dad, because <laughs> uh, you were still with Mom. And he goes, well, it's not my fault. That's the math. And I was like, no, it's exactly, it's entirely your fault, weirdo. You were the man. You were the per- a grown adult in the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I, I just got so mad in the middle of this thing. I've never aired it. And um, And then in the next, he goes, well, you should have seen me in the 60s with Yvonne. And I was like no. Who the fuck is it inv-
1: Stop talking. <laughs> uh, well, it's been so amazing about these kinds of stories that have been uh, told to me recently is that I have always, uh, I, I do remember my mother being very sad at times and um, and knowing that it was, uh, like in my mind, he, she'd done her like maybe three to six times. And I can understand that she was, she had a horrible temper. She was not very nurturing, but uh I would have stood by her because it's yeah. just not polite to to go off and leave no, no. leave someone at home with the children and go away and go away in that way and um uh but what's been so fascinating is my my whole thing with my mom was always like let's just live in our car who cares let's take about like they raised a feminist and I didn't understand what I was actually Railing against—it's like finding out that that um, Woody Allen is your dad, or something, or or uh, somebody who's like known for their, or somebody that's known for their art, and then has a horrifying side that, that you that, that you don't that, you're, that you you would
0: never suspected
1: yeah that and i was and would never be in alignment with you know what i mean right i saw an interview with him recently like one of my again my dorky obsessions is just my own family <laughs> um and i saw an interview with my father talking about his love of explosives now he like went to go burn his high school down i was like that is a terrible person right <laughs> right
0: what <laughs> Right, you are not the hero of that story, dad. Please stop telling that and you're story. You're
1: telling it with zero remorse. <laughs>
0: it's weird. It is weird. Don't
1: brag about that.
0: Right. And the fact is is that the reveals are still coming. Like exactly. people are still coming out of the woodwork to tell you weird shit that exactly. happened. Exactly.
1: And I'm like, I thought that part of the therapy was done.
0: Right. <laughs> far from it. How <laughs> oh, far from it. So. Right. I don't know. I've always thought that multiple like threesomes and stuff mm-hmm. always a terrible idea. Just too many people. There's always someone who's left out, and
1: there's some crying. It, it, it's only going to always... work if everyone is like a like iman. If it's three imans, and even then, I feel like even best case scenario, one of the imans is going to be sad.
0: <laughs> One's going to be sad. The other the other way I can really I've been in two threesomes. Nobody needed to know that, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's what podcasts are for. Anyway, but um the the only reason that they were of any use or <laughs> enjoyment or entertainment ever was because I was so wasted that it so didn't matter. Like I was like, no, you guys go for it. <laughs> I'm going to be over here. Maybe I might. You guys don't mind if I nudely go look for more booze. <laughs> and then of course, yeah. and then we all pass out and our lives are continued. But I mean, the whole thing is it's, that's so weird, like, like what I know about my family is because it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's where you came from, and you're like, you're supposed to love these people, and you do, but you're also like, you can see the flaws, and you're, it, it's got to be a, a like a an analogy for how you can work with the rest of flawed humanity. That's right. Because you're like, if you could figure out a way to love your dad, mm-hmm. then you could figure out a way to love George W. Bush exactly. or Karl Rove or whatever, exactly.
1: right? So, so you can reconcile the Van Halen split and be like, well, okay, they had to do what they had to do. <laughs> I
0: never knew about the Van Halen split. What was the Van Halen split? That, well, they was, had to break up.
1: Yeah. But, uh, then Sammy stepped in and then, right. and then he couldn't drive 55 then, is all I vaguely remember. And then David Lee Roth is back. I'm not sure where it is now. At that, at that point when they got divorced, I was, I, I was too sad to, to even check back in.
0: Big fan of the band Van Halen. I was, a, moon, I
1: was at the
0: time. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. It's a, were, uh, were they hot for teacher or was that somebody yes. else? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a, I get them and this is not going to be a popular <clears throat> statement, but I get them mixed up with twisted sister. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's never wow. – nobody wanted to hear that. <laughs> I think they wanted me to hear more about my sexual exploits the fact that I got Twisted Sister and Van Halen mixed up. <laughs> I don't know anything about music. I did go see – your dad wrote a um, an opera, mm-hmm. uh, The uh, Central Scrutinizer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I saw
1: – Joe's Garage.
0: A, that's it. Joe's mm-hmm. gr- I saw a production of that over in Silver Lake or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. in Hipsterville because mm-hmm. and, Andy Ashcraft, my husband – uh, huge, huge fan of your father. Mm-hmm. Me, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. A matter of fact, when Diva was on the show, I was like, I didn't know that you were. I not I knew that there was Moon and dweezel. That was, and she was like, yeah, no one knows I exist. I feel great about it. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Everyone, go back and listen to that episode, and you can hear the you can hear the resignation in her voice <laughs> as she too works through whatever the hell is going on in life. Mm-hmm. So. What uh so you're you're reading Inescapable Shock. Who's who wrote it?
1: Well the book isn't called Inescapable oh, Shock. Oh it isn't it's, the book is uh, is called The Body Keeps the Score. And oh, uh, wow. there but that one of the topics is this idea of inescapable shock where you're just you 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 can't uh get out of a circumstance and you're enduring it for a long time. Kind of like remember when uh that guy was fucking his daughter in a basement in, I think it was in Austria, and then he, he was also having children with his own child, and then she, they never saw daylight. They were, he was basically raising these, um, like... like Mole people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like albino foie gras. Um, fuck wow. toys, I fuck guess. Toys. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Hashtag family.
0: And, <laughs> And, um... <laughs> and, um <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hashtag family. The,
1: the, the film Room kind of touched on that, which was such a great, oh, weird, yeah, horrifying that. story and so well done. And then telling the the after part of like, how do you get back into society yeah. post that kind of trauma? And in that case, in those cases, the trauma has ended. But when inescapable shock, it's like, you, it doesn't end. And so, how do you how to deal with the, the chronic Right. Shock. I was just listening to this NPR story on the drive over here and they were talking about um, the, the poster, Keep Calm and Carry On, and yeah. how it was um, something Winston Churchill rejected. He was not a fan of this because at the time that they were trying to have people uh, build resiliency, he was like, it, resiliency does not come from being passive and just being like, okay, just
0: put keep it going. It keep,
1: you have to keep doing, keep investing yeah. in your country and keep working and keep
0: Right, it's it's action. It's, it's action. Works. It's
1: not. It's not. It's it's
0: faith. without works is it, dead. It turns it's out. It's
1: not the lotus position. No. It's not. Is it
0: downward dog? It is. It could be
1: an active downward dog if you're really pressing into your fingertips <laughs> and pressing the heels back. Um, but
0: um. <laughs> that's a yoga joke. You guys, come on, get in there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's. Do you like those kind of uh, those depressing? Movies that 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 show—I mean, because sometimes they do have a—they have a people live like people have lived through so much horror. Mm-hmm. Like I sometimes I hear those stories and I'm like, oh well, it wasn't that bad, was it? When I think of my
1: own childhood or whatever. But well, I don't seek them out, but I think a, a good resiliency story is is uplifting. Yeah, um, some somebody attempting Rising something. Rising above. Yeah, something. Some, a movie that I didn't love was. um I can't remember the name of it now. Idris Elba was in it. It's the it's the warm movie, beautifully shot. Oh the, the oh the uh, African yes little boys that was depressing as hell. Yes. And now I guess the, the idea I, of that is is it it's supposed to prompt outrage, but the outrage with no outlet is is not and helpful almost no, nothing i
0: can do about it that's what i'm saying
1: it's wh- yeah give me something to where to put this afterwards
0: right i'm going to go grab a book uh, <laughs> real quick uh, <laughs> not
1: amongst yourself all right okay. she actually has left the station she is she ran off with enthusiasm uh, i think she's a genuinely happy person oh she's back <laughs>
0: love, you know, sometimes people don't say anything when I, when I step up to get more coffee or the phone rings or something. What I like is when there's a little message in the middle that I miss because I'm not going to listen to it. I I figure we're in this together. It's probably very supportive. And, uh, but I went and I got this book because instead of watching that movie, I had just read this book Mm. and when I got the screener for that movie, I was like, well, screw that. I'm already mad. (laughs) And this book was – talk about uplifting. It's called A Long Way Gone, Memoirs of a Boy Soldier by a a guy named Ishmael Beah. And this is one of the greatest my nephew gave me. It was assigned to him in junior high. So he's 15 – he's 16 or 17 now, but he was assigned to him when he was 14 or 15. And he was like, Aunt Jackie, you should read this. It's a crazy – it's a crazy story about this kid who's 12 who – he leaves his village – with a couple of his buddies, they have, he's got his Walkman, it's the 90s. He's got his Walkman with his LL Cool J, um, s- cassettes. And him and his buddies are going to a hip hop contest that they are going to enter. They have to walk three days to get to this big city in Africa. I think, uh, I think it's in Somalia. But, uh, Sierra Leone. He's in Sierra Leone. So he, on the way there, his village is attacked by the rebels and burned to the ground. Um, so they get separated and they're 12. So their boy sold, you know, when people see them, they don't see little kids who are on their way to go to the hip hop. They think, Oh, these are boy soldiers. So no town will take them in because, and then they get captured by the government's troops and made into boy soldiers for the Sierra Leone government. Mm. So it's not even the rebels doing it. It's the, and he said he, he, they're like, a month and a half where he's just eating like unripe oranges and walking along this street, uh, or this, these jungles and stuff. And in one of them, they take away his shoes and his feet are blistered because it's so hot. And he said, you know, then I was, I remember I was walking down this, this, uh, this pathway with my, with these guys. And, and this is before he's been, uh, indoctrinated into the army. He goes, it was then I started to get a little depressed. And you're like, then that's when it happened. That's when you got a little, a little depressed. Mm. And then they, then they, he joins the army and they give him a gun and they, they make him watch Rambo one and, uh, and Rambo two over and over and over again. And they oh give him cocaine Lord. and, and, um, and pot all mixed up together and Skittles and fucking starbursts. And it's just sugar and coke and, and a knife and a gun and nightmare movies. And then he goes out and he kills people. And he's 13, 14 years old. Mm. And then this story, it's an amazing story that it, there's no bitterness. There's no there's no sadness in it. It's all incredibly matter of fact. Mm. And then because when he was 16 or 17, mm-hmm. the UN came in and they were going through the ranks. And they're like, everybody under 18, we're going to try to turn you back into people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he was standing next to some one of his – compadres Mm -hmm. and the guy was 18 and he's like, that guy didn't get picked. So he had been in the army as long as I had when he was 14 or 15. And that guy's still a soldier. That guy's still an animal, you know? And so that was this, one of the saddest parts of this thing. And, but it was, it's incredibly, but I don't want to watch Idris Elba. (laughs) I don't want, I don't want to watch the fictionalization of something that this guy telling his own story.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it is very, very similar to this. Yeah, I'm sure
0: part of the, one of the mm -hmm. things that it was based on or something. I
1: would think so. Um, It's it's very disturbing. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, understanding these aspects of ourselves and and helping each other. I don't know. I just feel like, I wish that you could take brain scans of everybody and ones that don't have empathy. They go in a pen. (laughs) They go in a pen because they can look like humans. They can look like us. Like with animals, at least you're like, oh, those are zebras. Those are... Elephants, those are... Lions, porcupines, whatever. But uh, we can pass as people, and we can't see that we have these... Can
0: they tell by brain scans if you don't have empathy?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're missing some... Frontal lobe.
0: <laughs> well, I know that the social skills are pretty shitty,
1: uh, but they also become generals and politicians and bankers and managers and, of kinkos.
0: Holy <laughs> shit, those bastards!
1: And uh, <laughs> and parents sometimes too. Oh, they oh, breed. Of they course breed. they do. But anyway, the point the point being is. Um, I think we just have to make our little corners the, the best corners they can be. I believe in the goodness of good people. That's about all I can, that's about all I got.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think, and I think there are a lot of good people, and, and, and sometimes we're encouraged to believe that there aren't. That's and right. And that, that, I think, is, is where the real damage can happen, mm-hmm. is that if I'm supposed to believe that everyone around me is my enemy, I'm going to make those people. Stranger's just a friend I haven't met yet,
1: Moon. I don't know if you know that. Well, and the, the scary thing about beliefs is that, People can. It that, that really is true They can they can have powerful beliefs that are simply untrue, but they 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 believe them, and so then they act based on those beliefs. I, I'm right, I'm, which I'm, can be terrifying. Right, and it, it might be something like confidence, <laughs> and <laughs> and they could think that they deserve I don't know what, and then justify their hideous behavior based on the I'm I'm a special chosen one,
0: right? For example, right? And, when yeah, whenever whenever anyone feels like. If, that God has told them to do something, whether it's... How
1: about when they just tell themselves that they, they're supposed to do something?
0: <laughs> right. Oh, like not even coming from... the, the you, It's not coming from an outside source?
1: I, I guess I'm talking about family again.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to just not pay attention to how your actions affect another person. That's what I'm saying. And then okay. They, and they can justify the behavior based on why they... They, they make an assumption about you or they just make a, a decision about themselves and they carry on in the world and yep. just help themselves, for example. Yeah. Say, say you're dating someone who's a, a, a yoga instructor. and okay. And, uh, he gives, uh, adjustments that have the bad touch. Oh. Uh, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, but he doesn't necessarily sleep with them all the time. So. <laughs> so is and it. And he loves you. He comes home to you. So, right.
0: Well, you know what the problem? My father uh had an affair for 9 years and you know what my dad had to say about it? Hmm. Not 9 years in a row. <laughs> Out loud, he said
1: "Right that exactly. At dinner. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So it's exactly that. And it's it's sort of it's you know there's so many
1: I wish karma was real, and I wish there was heaven and hell. I wish there was something to be like, yeah, that's a bad choice, and we all know it's a bad choice. We
0: all know it's a bad choice, and there will be some repercussions.
1: And this whole the secret thing and all the stuff where people are just like, no, and just if I want it, it's mine to have. That whole thing is just
0: right. That is a sense of entitlement. That is insane.
1: Where everyone's in a bubble, just bumping into each other's magic wand bubbles. That is. I'm not interested in that. That is not how we. That is
0: that. That is a lot because. That, that that exists in a way that you're like, yes, you should believe in yourself and yes, you should work towards whatever you want, mm-hmm. but you do have to be aware.
1: Those people think I'm a negative person and a grumpy person. Do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, that's, you're not going to have success because you're thinking negative. Th- I'm like, no. How, you, no, know no, no, about bro- you.
0: That's um, that's the only negative thought is that you're a dick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's my negative I'm thought. asking you to just give me some respect, some basic respect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: You don't always have to go first. And and get all the cake. You could share.
0: (laughs) What did I see the other day? It was that if you if you come from a place of privilege, you see equality as oppression. Somebody wrote that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Sick. Out of their damn minds. Mm -hmm. You're just like. And I was telling somebody some story about I was driving over here by my house and I was at the stoplight and my window was down and a a drunk guy, a homeless guy, drunk, uh, came up to my window and asked me for a dollar. And soaking wet drunk by the way, sweaty, (laughs) reeking of booze. I've been that. I've been that man. And so he stumbles up and he's like, Do you have a dollar? And I said, I do not. I do not have a dollar and he stumbles back to the curb and uh and now we're both awkwardly sitting at a stoplight. (laughs) And so he comes back up and he's like, You're pretty, you wanna wanna go out? And I was like, Neither of us have a dollar. What the what the fuck? And I was like, the
1: sense of entitlement of this soaking wet, drunk white man was amazing. My ability to attract narcissists is so strong that I'm convinced that (laughs) if I was homeless, I would still be like, I would find the homeless narcissist who'd be like, you know what, you should really clean yourself up. And... Maybe right. you should push the cart.
0: I, <laughs> you push the cart, and why is your hair a mess? Exactly, like they would criticize you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Fuckers. exactly. You got
1: to you got to work it at the bottom and go all the way back up. The top. That's yeah, it. I can't can't but, do it. But I the, that could be one of your book titles. I used to be that man.
0: I used I, to be that man. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Hashtag I used to be that
1: man. Is that how you said it, or did you say it slightly differently? I a, said a better version. I used of to it. be that guy. Used, no, not
0: a much no, good. I think it's whatever. I could go back in time. Turns yeah. out it's recorded.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's crazy. That relatability thing is a, is a, I think a good point of view for you.
0: Yeah. I don't, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I spend a good portion of my time trying to make sure that I am aware of my surroundings because I will be that person in mm. a bubble. Mm-hmm. I, I was raised to be arrogant and an imposter and to believe that I could do anything. And if I can't do it, I can fake it mm. until someone, uh, until I either figure out how to do it or they let me go. And, uh, and that's, th- and that's quite, a, I was just about to say, and that's fine. <laughs> I don't know that that's fine, <laughs> but it isn't, I, it's not always productive. It's not how I, the person I want to be,
1: hmm. you know, what would it be the person you want to be besides a mom? Like what are the qualities? Well, I
0: want to, you know, what I want to be is I want to be someone who always listens, but I don't want to listen. <laughs> uh, what do you want to be? <laughs> Since I've spent the last forty-two minutes, I would say probably twenty of the last forty-two minutes talking. And I've had you on the show. <laughs> Why well, don't I zip it, for example? Uh hmm. what what, I, what, I what yeah, what do you what kind of person do you want to be? Like not not from outside. Like what like I sometimes I think that's what I want people to see. Yeah. But from the inside, the things that
1: I want to be real. Well, what I did just recently realize is that I have been, um, I'm, 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 because I was raised with privilege, uh, and we weren't the wealthiest, but we, we did all right. Um, but so I rejected m- money. I was like, I want to be of the people, for the people, by the people. And so mm-hmm. I was the first person to you know read your screenplay and, and get involved in projects and take no money and just do it for the experience and the thing and the thing. Because deep down, I thought that if I if I was a good person and I helped people, that m- my career would happen and my support would just happen as oh, a right. result of just being a good person. Right. And um, and that only works if you've got savings. Right. Um, when you don't, right. when you don't have savings, that is a horrible right. way to take care of yourself. That is not useful. No. It doesn't no, help anybody. You,
0: you still need money coming in unless you have some sort of crazy ass trust fund that's just gonna pop in at Which
1: some point. Which I place. do not. Exactly. Right. So so uh to be learning at age forty eight that mm-hmm. uh I need to figure out a sustainable I- oh, income to take future care of my daughter. Take care of my daughter and 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 not have uh not get into it like a double suicide because I'm just, right. I'm trying to understand. Why we should carry on uh, <laughs> when in many countries they just treat women like they are dog meat. Right. Uh, it's, it's, I, how can you raise a daughter in this world and get excited about this planet? It's hard. I'm just saying it's hard.
0: Right. Right, and 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 you have to have some sort of future plan for how you can be sustained, and then how to pass on something decent to your daughter.
1: Yeah, and it just yeah. it just never uh, was on my radar. Uh, to I, I just really thought that's that's what an artist's life is—you just do it for the love of the art, for the for just because you're a person like an, any other person.
0: Right, the money thing is one of the craziest things it in is. the world. It is crazy. My. You know, there's six kids in my family and my dad would make some money and he, he, sometimes he had a lot of money. Sometimes he didn't have any money because my father's the opinion that you make money, you spend money, you go out and find more money and you spend most of your time thinking about money. And, uh, so when I, when I decided to do stand up, I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to be about the money. I, it was a lot like that, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to be about and, but I also had this thing where you got to make money. And then, but I never saved any money. Mm-hmm. I just, I made it and I spent it and mm-hmm. I made it and I spent it, forgetting that my dad is a giant gambler. was <laughs> a gambling problem. <laughs> and my brother Russ once told me that the way he, my brother Russ has a great deal of money and he said, here's how I made my money. Dad would come to me with, he was like, you know, what's a great idea. And then he would tell me how to make a bunch of money. And and I would say, oh, well, I'm going to do that. And he said, well, you could. And, and then dad would say, well, you could do that or. You could do these three other things and you could make five times that amount of money. And Russ would go, Yeah, but I'm just going to make that one kind of money and I'm just going to have that. And my dad's like, Well, if you want to just make money. And Russ's like, Yeah, yeah, I just want (laughs) to. Because I have two kids. I'm going to just make the money. and Because my dad wants to make a three-bank shot with the pool cue behind his back. Mm -hmm. And Russ is like, I'm just going to knock the ball in. Is that Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to take 10% of that and put it in my savings Mm -hmm. account. Is that something? (laughs) And so Russ has a great deal of money and my father has no money. Mm -hmm. And it's I mean the money is the – I did a show in Malibu the other night and all the comics who opened – we're just talking at these people and saying, you guys are so rich, man, you guys are so rich. And by the time I got up, I was like, it's funny that they think you guys are super rich. I'm not saying that you're not doing fine and you're better than 97% of the people on the planet, but, but we all know that the truly rich don't go to Seacom we are brought to them on the backs of elephants and uh, there's no reason I mean these are these are the top 3% they're not the top 1% it's hilarious they're, I mean yes they're rich they're fine <laughs> they're, but it's a different level of crazy mm-hmm. and I I would fear that for my kids quite mm-hmm. honestly to raise them in that privilege you give them I think a sense of confidence that the money's always going to be there which I think is good to have, but it can also create a sense of of not thinking about where it's coming from
1: yeah and, and not to define yourself by it and I think that um, yeah I just I don't know I think it's a really fascinating topic uh, and I just wonder if there is another economic model um, and at the same time yeah, I, 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 I wonder because i I don't know what the magic earning power is. I feel like my, when I have made money is always been a fluke. I, I made something and of the five things I made that somebody liked one of them right. or, and, or two and, of them. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that there is no, and you can't call it. No, you can't call it. And so especially that, especially with art, you can't call it. And so, so I have, uh, just, just to, to even be like, oh wait, I, I, I'm choosing to be this artist that's in this, panic state. Because right. I can't be in fluorescent lighting. That is I I cannot do it. I'm not built for that. I,
0: I think fluorescent lighting might actually suck the soul it
1: does. out of people. It isn't cool. It shuts my immune system down. <laughs> and I and
0: you so need your immune system. You do. You're gonna need it
1: if you yeah. want to stick around, you're going to, you right. need it. Which is, again, it's confusing. Because like, right, ah, ah, do ah, I? Ah, do ah, I really?
0: Ah, I know. It was, uh, I remember I, uh, when I was, when
1: I turned 40, I was thinking,
0: you know, I don't want to kill myself, <laughs> but I'm willing to die. Is that something? <laughs> and,
1: uh. <laughs> My, um, sister once asked Beverly D'Angelo, uh, when Diva was mm-hmm. really tiny, she said, um, I don't know, we were driving along, we were just finished singing along to In Excess Devil Inside <laughs> or something, and then. <laughs> Or Beverly's driving, I'm in the passenger seat and Diva's in the back and she goes, uh, what's what's the slowest way to kill yourself? And Beverly goes living. <laughs> And I was looking at these two people like, why that question? And wow, that answer.
0: No shit. Oh, congratulations to everybody involved in that conversation. Holy criminy, that is amazing. I'm just here to repeat it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I can't even remember who Beverly D'Angelo is. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh,
1: she, uh, well, she was in the European vacation, the vacation movies. Oh, okay. She, Chevy With Hates, Chevy Chase. Chevy was she the wife? Yep. Mm-hmm um hair
0: oh wait a minute was she uh married to the tall black guy or they were they were together and then in and, the film in the film i don't remember or wait wait I, you know what she's, i, I she's, think she
1: was the she was the hippie girl yeah the blonde with treat for, yes
0: yeah there we go exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's how I like to describe mm-hmm. people. You know, I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know anybody who anybody is.
1: That, yeah. I mean, that same, clearly that same, we I, would not win the money on the show with the thing and they hit the buzzer. and the, no, wouldn't. no, no, I wouldn't. We'd have to call in for the favor or the thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was at a party last night where the music was so loud. I was like, D- are they trying to get me to fuck off? <laughs> Because, uh, clearly, aggressively, they'd like me to leave. And, uh, they have succeeded. Congratulations. It is 10.30. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not staying. And plus it was old, weird Marvin Gaye that was too loud. I was like, I love Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. but Marvin Gaye can be played mm-hmm. and then you can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in bars, they're like, if, if you're, if the music is super loud, then, um, people have to buy drinks because they can't talk so they drink their drinks faster that's the psychology behind Ew. it right right and uh, a friend of mine who used to be a stripper
1: mm-hmm. she
0: has all these things she's like here's a good thing to do always when you're a stripper tell um tell them that you're uh that you dropped out of nursing school because it makes them tip you better oh yeah and huh. i was like wow weird hmm. and she's like yeah it makes them think oh she's smart but she's doing this weird thing I should probably give her more money, hmm. and uh she's like, "Men are easy, and I was like, Wow,
1: that's a horrible attitude, Wow, and, and yet should we make the t shirt and just wear the t shirt' i'm i, I don't think I pull the I don't think I can pull up the stripping part to make the profit, but maybe the t shirt just on regular folks.
0: And the men I, are easy, or I
1: just dropped out of nursing school. Oh,
0: I just dropped out of nursing school. Maybe guys will just hand you one.
1: That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, mm-hmm. interesting. I just dropped Gelsons. <laughs> Gelsons. Let me pay for that stuff that's in that cart.
0: I just dropped out of <laughs> nursing school as a hat. <laughs> We're just wearing it as a baseball hat in the hopes that someone in the Starbucks line will be like, "Let me get this for her."
1: <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. The other day, I was at ecstatic dance class, and. Um, <laughs> Another passion. What is that? And it's a moving meditation where you kind of scan your body for what doesn't need to be there, and you dance it out. Nice. And um, I saw minute fifty-eight, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I see this woman, and I see a piece of her t-shirt, and it's it's um, N, it's D N E S S, and I just assume the rest of it is madness, and You're right. As I'm trying to not have crazy people and situations in my life, I'm like, I am dancing the hell away from her. <laughs> Fuck this. So I spend the whole time avoiding this one person who I don't know, and she's, right? just, she's just, no way, crazy, no way. And at the end, we got in a circle, and it said kindness. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My life in one dance. <laughs> that is ecstatic what? Ecstatic dance. The five That's rhythms. The, the five rhythms. hmm Kate Shella, she's a genius. She's a fantastic what, facilitator. What does your sigline
0: line mean on your uh, on your email? What is what? Huh? Your
1: sig line. Oh, the- loka no bhavatu. It means right. may all beings everywhere be happy and free, free from suffering and the causes of suffering, connected to joy and the causes of joy. But and really, much tighter than that. Exactly, and and the idea for me being if everyone has what they want, maybe they will stay the hell away from me. It seems like it's a good thing, that I'm like, hey, we should all... But really, I'm just like, good people towards me, shitty fuckers away.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing is, is, I think that that is your 40s, my friend. <laughs> that is how you go through, you're just like... Oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. You exhaust me. I can't hang out with you. Did it's,
1: they, did someone do a book like that? You have my, my 10 to 14 year old. Had they done my, my 39 to 51 year old? No. Where's that book? Where's that book? Are we writing that book? Let's write that book.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Moon Zappa has been on the program of The Dork Forest <laughs> and you have listened to it. And, uh, I think our takeaway is exotic, ecstatic dance, ecstatic dance. Mm-hmm. I want to find something that doesn't and dance it out of my goddamn body, uh, Rangers. At Moonzappa on Twitter, uh, and find her art, but you'll have to research it. You'll have to find it. That's right. Get on, make it happen. Uh, hashtag family, you guys. Rangers, you know the rules. Take care of each other out there. Okay, bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that?